When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Climber, do you ever co-write? A lot of people don't. But if you don't and you want to write hits, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. So today, we're going to give you some big reasons to co-write. All right, Johnny, do that thing. Welcome to the club! This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. The new music business is all about real stuff, not potential, what's really happening. And the more leverage you have, the more the people that you want to work with will come out of your work and present themselves to you And that climb, C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business is a Baxteronym from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, who is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones in Southern Gospel the last couple years, top 10 in Australia in the last few months. And you got a, a song climbing up the Southern Gospel charts right now that just happened to be an old hook from your hook book that you saw in Title Challenge. That's right. And, uh, what I love about Brent is that he helps songwriters like you become pro by teaching you how to write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then on the regular, he gets you in touch with the pro so that you can create relationships that have already resulted in publisher-writer relationships, single-song contracts, co-writes, all kinds of stuff. So, guys, you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through Dana. Data. Dana? Dana? Sure, sure. Yeah, through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production singular, no S, and there's no S because there is no other Johnny D. Hi, buddy. What's going on? I can think of a million reasons for a co-writer. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there there are a bunch. We're just going to focus on like five or six right now, some biggins. Because, mm-hmm. uh, man, the truth is I wouldn't be where I am today without co-writing and without my co-writers. I'd still be in a day job, unhappy, lonely, dreaming about making it in the music business. So co-writing has made a major positive difference in my career. But some folks just like, they just don't co-write for whatever reason. But I just want to take some time today to encourage them to give it a try. I've got a lot of, of uh, input on this. <laughs> All right, well, I'll keep my part brief then. <laughs> well, before you get to that, let's take care of some business here. We want you to join the Climb community on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the Climb community. You have to ask to be let in, but we let everybody in. And make sure that you're good citizens of the community or you'll be roadhoused out. It's real simple, guys. It's the, the main feed. If you're going to post in there, which you're welcome to do, it's just something that has to be for everybody. If it's business, if it's an article, if it's funny, if it's just something that pertains to everybody, that's great. If it's something personal to you, like your new music or your business mm-hmm. or 
your gig or whatever, there's different places to put that. You know, Monday is for the new music. Wednesday is for wins for the new heights post. You post it as a comment about your gig. Those are Thursday uh, gig alert. Mm -hmm. We want to celebrate all of that. Just put it in the right place. And if you're trying to advertise your business for whatever it may be that has nothing to do with music, don't. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Hey, but if you're getting together with some of your fellow climbers to write, you can throw that in the feed. That's cool. That's encouraging. That's modeling good behavior. Like, hey, we're writing a song. Especially today, that seems appropriate to say that that's a good thing. Like, I, I noticed that at this point, it's been a few weeks, but Johnny, you posted in there, and I think Sunday, Joe Graham might have posted as well in the community that when she dropped by your office, she was in from Missouri, and she dropped by your office, got to get a picture with you, say howdy, hug a neck, all that good stuff. I like, I love saying that kind of community stuff in the climb community as well. Yeah. So it didn't have to just be like, here's five tips on how to tune your guitar faster or whatever. It can be that community stuff too. It just, you know, it's putting names with faces and kind of celebrating that. I think that stuff is prime as well. So anyway, that's what I say. I love it. Yes. So every Wednesday we have the new Heights post, which is where we encourage you to share your music related wins with us so we can celebrate with you. So we have a few of those that we want to share. Climber Bill O'Hanlon says, got a song pitched to Tim McGraw this week. When I first started writing songs seriously, that was one of my goals, to write a song good enough that someone wanted to send it to a major artist. So check that goal off the list. Now about getting that major label cut, then single, the top 40 single, then top 10, the number one. Still a few rungs on the ladder to climb. So congrats, Bill. That's cool. I remember the first time uh, Tim McGraw was my first major pitch as well that I'm aware of. And I was so excited that he passed on it or just that he heard it that I didn't care that he passed. I was like, dude, it got to Tim McGraw. That's freaking amazing. (laughs) So yes, Bill, I know that thrill, Bill. Uh, Let's see here. Taylor Hughes music says, I have a new single coming out June 30th. So by the time this episode drops, you can go get Jesus and jail. I don't know if that's a multiple choice song, but a new single is called Jesus in Jail. I like that title. You can get a sneak peek of it at her page, but you don't have to pre-order it now because now it's out by the time this drops. So congrats and good luck on that, Taylor Hughes. And I have one on here as well. Got to hear a mix of a cut by an artist I've been chasing for like years. And the cut sounds great. And they're talking about it being a single. And I can say no more, but my fingers are crossed. So... Awesome. It's a great buddy. You know, the artist is a buddy of mine. He sent me like, hey, here's the vocal up mix or whatever. And it jams. It jams. I'm happy. Uh, I'm excited about it. So I can't wait for the world to hopefully hear it. Yes. Just a just a dumb, fun country song, baby. Awesome. I love it, guys. Well, hey, big wins to everybody. Congratulations to everybody. And follow the podcast or subscribe wherever you like to consume podcasts. We are in the process of flooding all of the episodes over to YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a slow process, but we're chugging away at it. And right now, I think about two-thirds of the episodes are up on YouTube. So if you just look for the the climb or the climb show, you'll be able to find it. Mm -hmm. We encourage you to go there. And finally... Man, tell a friend about it. That's the most important thing. Like, if this is helping you out, if you're getting good information from this, then you know another songwriter, indie artist, indie musician that can get a lot of value from this as well. Let's let's help everybody, okay? So mm-hmm. let's do that. So talk to me about some co-writes. All right. So most every song that you see on the charts has more than one songwriter on it. And I think there's several reasons for this. So today we're going to give you five. I'm going to give you five. So reasons to co-write. Reason number one, fresh perspectives. 
One of the primary benefits of writing with another songwriter is that it provides fresh perspective. So working with someone else can help you see your ideas from a different angle. Collaborating with another songwriter can help you break out of your creative ruts and come up with new and exciting ideas so you can learn from each other and expand your musical horizons. I think, hey, we have over 140 examples of this <laughs> on the song title challenges, okay? When we have ones that are, especially starting with episode 100 of Song Title Challenge, when we started bringing in other pros as guests, but even before that. Was that 100? Yeah, it was 100 uh. that we started doing guests. And you can see where inevitably one of us comes up with an idea. The other one was like, oh, I never would have thought of that. Good point. Whether we say that out loud or not, you can see the iteration and the the bouncing back and forth of those ideas that, yeah, in the, say, the Song Title Challenge, none of those are our titles, but... Once you get the idea in your head, it's like you just got that title. Like, oh, what do I do with that? And you can see how different ideas and how we riff off each other. So, I mean, we're proving that twice a month on Song Title Challenge that it'll give you fresh perspectives on stuff, which yep. I think about our our friend, our mutual friend, Odie Blackman. Mm -hmm. A long time ago, this was like 2005, maybe. I don't know. I threw, uh, he and I were writing together one day and I, I threw a title out. This one, the one we ended up working on, but I threw a title out. And I was like, oh, I got this idea on this thing. And the way he, he got this look at his eye and he flipped it a, a completely other direction that was eye-opening for me because it turned it from the kind of sad country song thing into this positive love song. And I was like, oh, that's why he has number ones. And his magic. <laughs> it's, it did. It like unlocked a little thing in my brain a little bit. Yeah. It's still something I have to keep unlocked. But that thing, that perspective of going, oh, then you take that title and make it a positive thing. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, and a lot of this can come from writing with younger writers. If you get a little more seasoned as a songwriter, that's one of the reasons, man, a lot of pros like writing with younger writers. Like we know how to put a song together. I know the nuts and the bolts, but maybe what I don't have is the paint on the walls. That's as current. Yeah. I can build a, a, a wall. Now this kind of rug and this kind of paint, it's different, but... Uh the structure is the same. Yeah, for the yeah, for the most part it's like okay, this is I know how to construct the walls and the floor and all that stuff, but what kind of couch? How would you say that? Because yeah. a lot of it is how would you say that? I got that's, a Yeah. That's cool and not old school unless you're do, going for an old school thing. That's that's that power of youth to come in and go. How would y'all say that? You'd say that? Okay, go. Or just like I don't understand that reference. You don't get that? Okay, let's go with a newer reference. So that's another power of a fresh perspectives. That's a huge one. Number two, reason number two to co-write is complementary skill sets. So, for example, I'm a lyricist. Mm -hmm. You don't want me on the guitar or on the mic. You don't want that. It's not going to do you any good. It's not going to do me any good. So what I do is I find the best melody writers that I can. Yeah. And so we have we have complementary skill sets. Some people like to work with me because they aren't as strong on the lyric as they are on the melody. And so they're like, hey, I, or I got this idea. I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm not sure how to maximize it. Let's bring it to Brent and see if he can help us out lyrically. And then, of course, I'm taking stuff to writers because they're so good melodically. And so that's another big thing is just by working together, you can leverage each other's strengths to create something more unique and something just better than either of you would come up with on your own. So for me, that's a huge thing, finding like artists, producers, melody writers, like get me in those rooms because I have something to add that maybe in their top shelf strength mm -hmm. and they definitely have strengths that are not my sh top shelf strength that 
I want to add into my songs. So complimentary skill sets. Yeah, I want to hold on. I want to touch on that for mm-hmm. a second. So, man, one thing that I've just constantly come across when I'm working with an artist who is self-contained, right? Mm-hmm. And especially if they're, well, any self-contained artist, but especially if they're a self-contained artist with like a vocal gift. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, since they're three years old, they can sing the phone book and everybody just bows down at their feet because it's special. They love them. Uh-huh. And it's not uncommon to find that kind of an artist that is writing all them their own stuff because they can pop out these melodies and they can know how to play an instrument uh-huh. and they can perform and they can sing. They can deliver. And so freaking good, but the lyrics are weak. Right. And a lot of times people don't really notice that. Because it's so good. They can sing the phone book. Right. They can sing the ABCs with a different melody and you're like, oh my God, I just, I've never felt the ABCs the way you made me feel that because they can <laughs> sell it. Because so they, <laughs> right. you know, they're so gosh darn gifted. Right. It's kind of like the hot girl with a bad personality. It takes you a lot longer to notice she has a bad personality because she's so good looking. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah. Whereas like I'm the not the good looking girl at the prom. And so I've had to work on my personality. Yeah, exactly. And oh, so on that note, like think about this, like some of the worst singers mm-hmm. write the best lyrics, right? Like Bob, they have to. Oh, there's not to hide. <laughs> up to hear Bob Dylan sing, man. They want to hear the message, you know, right. and it's the lyrics and Tom Petty. I mean, mm-hmm. not going to win American Idol. Mick Jagger, not going to win American Idol. So it was all about the, the songs were better, you know. And so when I've had tried to convince artists that are that have always been self-contained mm-hmm. to get them into a co-write, it's like you'd think. I mean, sometimes I feel like what a child trafficker must feel like. You know? <laughs> oh, gosh. I feel like, I don't know. And they got that fear in their eyes. I'm like, everything's going to be okay. Just go in there and just do it. Go do it for daddy. <laughs> You've run that analogy. You've it run feels, that it thought It feels now. violating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels violating because they it's so sacred to them, right? Yeah. But I'm like, one of the things that, so this touches on your first point too with fresh perspective. This is the kind of the way I sell it to them because I got to mm. sell it to them. Yeah. They haven't done it on their own up until now because they don't want to, right? Yeah. But they believe in me, they trust me, and so they're willing to hear the argument, but I still got a long way to go before I get them into the end zone. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, like, imagine, I have to remind them, like, in a co-write, like, you don't have to use the song. This doesn't have to alter your sound, right? Yeah. They feel they have a, or your style, they feel they have a certain style. And it's likely that you might write a song with this new writer that is nowhere near your brand mm-hmm. right and so and there's no and i'm saying this because i mean this is like how they really feel right then they feel like maybe there's some sort of unspoken decorum or what's the word on etiquette mm-hmm. that says if we write it together i have to cut it as an artist and right that's not the case at all right none of that has to happen so that aside knowing that you don't have to cut the song knowing that it it very well might not be a song for your brand right Mm -hmm. so you don't have to feel weird about that because they don't want to hurt the other writer's feelings right right or be a bull in a china shop and not know how to act i say imagine just what you could learn in one writing session from somebody who does this for a living Yes. Like what tools do they have in their toolbox? You know, when you hit a roadblock, when you hit a speed bump in the process and they're like, 
and they do this other thing, yeah, right, where it might be jumping from guitar over to piano because it's just spread out differently. Uh -huh. All of a sudden, got a different melody now because I'm think it makes me think about it differently. Or the mental games that they play with themselves, uh -huh. the mental strategies they have to get themselves unstuck. How's that going to make you a better songwriter? That's right. And then when they're hooked up, and of course, to your point, building that room, I'm what am I going to hook them up with? A lyricist right. or or something whose strength is words or lyrics, then they can't help but now they're looking at something that they birthed themselves and yeah. something that they birthed in a co-write, and they're like, yeah, these lyrics are definitely much more specific and less general yeah. and universal. And this has a universal meaning that the same way this song I wrote by myself has a universal reach and appeal, but wow, way more specific, way better story. Yeah. And so at the very least, it's going to give you a better appreciation to be a better craftsman mm -hmm. at the part you're weak on. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Cause if you're, I mean, our, uh, <laughs> our friend, uh, Chelsea Stallings, yeah. you know, she takes her guitar. She wasn't much of a guitar player when she moved to Nashville four, four and a half years ago or whatever. Yeah. She takes it to co-writes and, and now uh, she ain't learning any of that from me, but there are people she writes with. She'll be like, what's that chord? How do you do that? Yeah. So she's learning, like picking up guitar skills as she's going with these rides, too, because you're sitting there with people that are better players than you and you're picking up stuff. So there's all that, too. Yeah. And I'm playing this and I'm singing this melody. But then you're playing some version of this chord that I'm playing. Right. And, that melody, and all of a sudden it's a completely different meaning or vibe. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So yeah. It's, and, that's and, the whole thing, too. That chord did to this note that I know how to that I want to sing in the melody. Mm -hmm. And how did you do that? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's all that kind of stuff, too. Number three reason to co-write is increased productivity. So co-writing can increase your productivity when you have someone to bounce ideas off of, right? So you may just uh, have that analysis paralysis. You know, you get a title and you're kind of song title challenging it yourself, but you're not sure because I have 85 different ways I could write this. And I'm not sure which one to do. It's kind of nice to have someone to go, oh, that one. That third one, that's the money. Or just, oh, man, I'm not sure where to go in the second verse. Well, that's cool. I know where to go in the second verse. So you can get more work done. There's just that whole energy. Listen to a song title challenge. There's that energy. Even if you listen to like episode 99 versus episode 102, <laughs> you know, when before we had guests and when we have guests, you'll see that there's a different energy in the room. Yep. And so you can. And that's what two people through episode one through episode Yeah, me and you. Is two people. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had a third baller in there, right? Yeah. And it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. So it allows you to work more efficiently. You can get more done in less time, basically, which is a big thing. So like one thing I like about it, about co-writing, and this is one thing I like about like three ways, right, is that maybe you have an artist, a writer that's more kind of melody or even production, and then me, who's you know, lyrics. And so we get we find the idea through whatever process we use and we get rolling on it. And there are those times where like, we'll maybe have a first verse and course, and they're working out some melodic little pieces here and there, like what they want to do. Hey, maybe find a different chord here. And what am I doing? I'm off in lyric land looking at the second verse. Yeah. And so sometimes when people like, okay, yeah, they're, they're really dialing in the melody. I may pop in and go, Ooh, like that or whatever, but I'm thinking ahead. So they're like, okay, yeah, I think we got this dialed in on the first verse and course. What are we going through the second verse? I'm like, it's in the dock. Oh, I never thought about productivity that way. Yeah. It's like, well, they're ironing out something melodically simultaneously. 
you're working on the lyrics. Yeah. So they're like, hey, what do, we, what do you all want to do in the second verse? I'm like, it's in the dock. It's in the Google Doc. Go check that out. And they're like, ooh. So that happens once in a while. And, of course, that makes a for a good experience for them. Mm-hmm. And so it just it's more – we get more done in less time. Now, that didn't always happen that way or whatever. But another way it can – or I'm working on the phrasing. They're working on the melody. I'm thinking about phrasing. Maybe I'm looking at something in the first verse going, uh, let's, re- let's replace a word here. Let's do that instead of – because I can kind of do that while other stuff is going on or while maybe another co-writer and I were think talking lyrical stuff or whatever, they're off thinking about, Oh, what about this chord here? This melody thing here? I think something's off here. And so even almost break up, divvy up the work and people are thinking about kind of whatever turns them on at that time, or somebody's working on a, on a track while you're doing it. That's another thing is when you write with people that are artists or producers I may be working on a different song the next day while they're working on the demo. Yeah. Kind of sucks for them a little bit, but God bless you. That's part of the value you bring to the room is, is that they're working on the song doing the work tape or doing the, the other stuff, the demo while I'm off doing something else. While I'm off pitching the song, while I'm off writing the next song, they're doing that. And, and there are other times when I'm doing stuff outside the room, looking at a rewrite or something while they're off doing something else. But that is another way to get more production done, literally, but I'll, just to get more stuff done. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. I'll tell you, one of the artists that we work with, Mackenzie O'Brien. Love Mackenzie. Yeah. When, we, when she first started coming down from Chicago, she's like, I would say, Americana artist more than a country artist. Mm-hmm. I mean, she does like Country Thunder and stuff. She's in that group, but she's on the fringe, you know, stylistically. Yeah. Because whatever the heck Sugar Daddy Issues is. <laughs> it's such a good song, man. But one of the tracks that she wrote, which is, it's either Sugar Daddy or Issues or this track, Shotgun, that she co-wrote with my co-producer. Uh-huh. We produced her record, Mackenzie's EP. Zach Allen is the co-producer. Also engineer, uh-huh. like, you know, multi-Grammy winning engineer, mixer, uh-huh. producer. He's done so much stuff 
he just was over in London. He recorded a live record for Kingfish, like a blues artist, blues guitar player. He's mixing all that stuff for a label coming back. Cool. Well, of course, he's got all that crap set up at his house, you know? And so they go to do the right mm-hmm. and they write it together. And before she even came in, he kind of had a vibe going on a track thing mm-hmm. and we came back and the demo like the work tape it's called the work tape yeah was so freaking cool man like with i mean it was just like wow that's really good mm-hmm. and literally when we recorded the record that song makes the record and we added to we just built it off that original track he created that day i mm-hmm. mean that's how how much it hit and how good it was you know like mm-hmm. we were a live band with everything but we're adding to all this stuff he did in the box that just made it really friggin cool man so yeah i can understand that i love that i'm started writing with a guy named john marlin he used to play guitar for granger smith uh-huh. and then he came off the road and and he writes for wide open music so we've gotten hooked up and we've written some stuff and you know when we're in the room together he'll and usually it's like me him and an artist ideally because mm-hmm. he produces and he's a great guitar player and good writer so he'll start building a track if we're in the room where his rig is. Huh? He may bring it in or, or we, we, you know, we're so the artist and I are talking about like, oh, we can do this and we can do that. And we're kind of banging through it. And, and he's over there starting to build percussion, starting to lay down some guitar. And he's also a, a good writer. So he's not just the guy with his back turned. But then that starts building out. You're like, oh, yeah. And so by the time you leave, you just you have some basics where like you want to lay down a, like the rough right now, yeah. like vocal, just to like have this to then John can go and build on it some more and he can get the artist to come in and do like the demo vocal later. Yeah. But it, which is inspiring. Talk about helping with productivity because you're like, oh, I get the Oh, this is a cool vibe. Yeah. Let's live up to this. Yeah. Let's live up to this. This is inspiring. Yeah, you know, back back to the, okay, so back to the Mackenzie O'Brien story. He just reminded me of this. Mm-hmm. The work tape I got, like she sang the vocal on the work tape, right? Yeah. The, like the stunt vocal on the work tape that she sang. Yeah. And he put this like cool vocal treatment on it that was just like so perfect, man. And it sounded so Americana and indie and kind of like slicker Americana. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, that, that, like she just nailed it on the first, <laughs> on the first. Take, I don't know how many takes it took her to get that. I wasn't in the writing room, right. but like we're there one day, they came back. I got this work tape. That's the effing vocal we used. <laughs> nice. We didn't recut it because they're like, we both just listened to it a hundred times. Zach and I both agreed. Like, I don't think we're going to beat this. I mean, it just sounds so, there was so much attitude. Mm-hmm. There was just so much vibe on it. It was great. And probably like we're no stakes, right? We're just, we're playing because this is a work tape. Yeah. We'll fix it later. Yeah. Well, it turns out, no, you didn't need yep. to. Yeah, we didn't have to. Oh, that's cool. And so that was like bonus for her. She was like, you know, on the whipping post for songs, yeah, for vocals, which is what we were at. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, that fifth one, we don't need to touch that. We're good. We see some background vocals on it. We'll be fine. Nice. And so it turned out really cool. So yes. So increased productivity. So, so far we have, what do we have? We have fresh perspectives, complementary skill sets, increased productivity. Number four reason to co-write is accountability. So when you're working with someone else, you're less likely to like procrastinate or just give up on the song. Mm-hmm. If you have someone else counting on you to contribute, that's going to help you stay motivated and focused. So, I mean, yesterday I had a ride on the books with a, an artist and a good buddy of mine. And guess what I was doing at nine o'clock in the morning when we were scheduled to write? I was writing. Yeah. Like I was there. I was on. Yeah. And so were they. Well, yeah, within five or 10 minutes. But you know you're going to show up that day because there are people counting on me. Yep. And so I'm going to put in more work that day writing 
than I would maybe otherwise. If it's just me, like, oh, I need a solo ride or whatever. Even if you're a self-contained writer, they say, you know, how do you make a songwriter do the laundry? Tell them they need to write a song. <laughs> how do you get them to write a song? Tell them they need to do the laundry or whatever. You know, it's like, <laughs> we'll find other stuff to do, but it, it provides some structure and makes you show up and keep writing. Now, some people are very OCD and they're like, I have to write every day, like, or I'm just, I don't feel right. Other people are like, I can go a month and not pick up a pen. So th- those people who really need co-writing for the accountability. But also when, you know, you hit a little bit of a, a roadblock, a little bit of a, huh, it's so easy to just like reach for the phone. Like I know that with some of my other stuff, I'm doing some songwriting pro work or something. There's some email I need to figure out or some little uncertainty. It's like so easy to just go, I'll just go look at the phone for a second, mm. which is just putting off what, well, it's harder to do that in a right. Or in the right, what you may do is you may do what? It'd be offensive, right? It's like, I'm sorry, are you playing a golf game right now on your phone while we're supposed to be riding? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So what you may do if you need a little bit of a brain break is you just kind of find yourself, the conversation kind of takes a turn into into golf or something else. Mm -hmm. But that's all right. You're still working with your co-writer. You're still engaged with that person and your subconsciousness is both working on it and you may, and you'll come back around or the conversation may lead you to a place where, you know, like in some of our song title challenges, y'all can hear that where, Oh, that reminds me of the story, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And it's a little bit of a brain break, but it's also, no, it's relevant. Yep. Because this title, it, it's all there, and you may use that and go, oh, wait, that's a thing. Yep. And so it just, it's countable. Yeah. And your co writers may bug you about, hey, I need that work tape. Oh, yeah, I got to do that work tape. Yep. Or you may be the one bugging that other writer for the work tape and be their accountability. They may be yours, but you just, it's part of that increased productivity because you're going to show up and you're going to write more. Yeah. Because I got a bunch on the books and I don't, I can't just not show up. I mean, well, people do, but at least please call. Yeah. It's, you got to do something to not show up in a way. Yeah, you know, that's funny. It reminds me of a story about Josh where it's just so interesting. Like we just recorded six new songs for Josh. Yes. We started, we're going to do five. Big fan of two of those. I'm a yeah. big, big fan of two of those. <laughs> As you should be, sir. <laughs> but, um, this was a song that made this, the second EP that we're producing for him but it was written during the sessions for the first EP, okay? Mm-hmm. And it came from a real story, just like what you were describing. Josh brings it up about how a long time ago he he's in a band and he meets this girl and she convinces him to... Yeah, that's a good song too. That's a fun yeah, song. Quit the band. Yeah. And so he quits the band and then she meddles in his life and then moves on, right? Leaves him and, and goes find somebody else to meddle in. And so the whole song is called Don't Quit the Band is the name of the mm-hmm. song for girl that you barely know is the hook right yeah and this song like you said it's a fun song it's a little it's very tongue-in-cheek it's very funny Mm. it didn't make the first ep because it just seems like a novelty thing it seems like a fun live thing Mm -hmm. but and then just you know this is just a little off the subject but it did so well in the months in the year since he wrote it live like people just freak out about it and go up and talk to him about it and all that yeah josh is like we got to record this song too. And Zach and I are both like, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, look, this people are dying to hear this recording. This is what they keep telling me. And he cornered us with logic. You know, we can't, <laughs> yeah. the audience, if they like it, we're going to do it. So we just decided to do six, but mm. it was all based off of that thing that you said, just like a, a story that he told mm. and during a thing, something else they were trying to write. And everybody's like, no, wait, let's do that. Like, that's cool. Yeah. And so it just, yeah, it's super clever. It's really funny. It it's, it's hysterical, especially for musicians, because 
if he weren't that guy, you know that guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or you replace that guy in the band. Or you replace that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. That's right. So, yes. So, fresh perspectives, complementary skill sets, increased productivity, accountability, and number five, networking opportunities. Okay. When you work with someone else, you gain access to their network of contacts and resources. Now, not that they're going to say, hey, let me share all the contacts in my phone and put them on your phone. No, not like that. But it can open up new doors and help you get your foot in the door of the music industry. For example, for me, Monday morning church, right? So it was, it's an oldie. I'm waiting for it to come on the oldies country station by this point, And it's going to make me happy and sad. But Monday morning church, I wrote that song with Erin Enderlin, God bless her, back in Arkansas. Right. But she was at school at MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro. I was living and working in the cubicle, the khaki ant farm in Little Rock. But we wrote that song. She took it back and she knew Jeff Carlton, music publisher. She got to know him. So my song gained access to Jeff. I didn't know he existed. Right. But legit publisher, veteran publisher. And then Jeff got it to Keith Stagall, Alan Jackson's producer, legendary producer mm -hmm. who got it to Alan who got it to millions and millions of people. Mm -hmm. God bless them. So say if I'd even had the skill set to write that song by myself, which I didn't, right? It would not have been worth cutting if I'd written it by myself. So not only did Aaron bring tremendous songwriting ability, she brought her contacts, which I did not have. Yep. And she, she got it to people who could get it to people. Yeah. What was that? And she brought the cut, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would not have taken that path. It happened nearly that fast. I had to go make all my own contacts and blah, blah, blah. And I was out there because I moved to Nashville a couple months after we wrote that song. And I was doing the deal, trying to meet people, trying to get publishers to listen. And, every, and that was one of the songs I'd play because Aaron did a good version of it. And after it got demoed, I'd play that. But everybody passed on it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, the cut happened through Aaron's branch of that tree. Yeah. It happened through that. Now, I'd like to think it would have happened eventually, but I'm sure glad it happened sooner rather than later. And so uh, many of my artist co-writes come through existing co-writers. I think it was Troy Castellano. Hey, Troy, if you're listening. I believe he was the one that hooked me up with Chris Buck, who's a Canadian artist. Chris Buck brought in Dustin Bird, who's on open road recordings in, in Canada. And... So Dustin and I have been writing. He cut a song of mine, released it as a release called Cowboy Stay. You can find it on your streaming stuff. Mm -hmm. Did all right for him. And Chris also brought in David James, who's an artist on MDM Records. And so David and I have written a, a few songs now. So like one good relationship can open many doors. Yep. And so I, I got to write with Kylie Fry, who's you've worked with. And she's great. Kylie. She's doing it real well in Texas. But my buddy, Neil Cody, brought me into to ride with her. I'm like, yes, I dig what she does. I'm a fan. Let's go. So that's the thing that one co-write can lead to another co-write, whether it's with an artist or a producer or just somebody else that's really cool. It's those kind of things that if you're good and you're good hang, people will either offer up someone like, hey, you should write with so-and-so or like, hey, let's the three of us get together and write sometime. Mm -hmm. And that's how so many people get established in a town like Nashville, even if you don't live here, if you do it over zoom or Skype or whatever, it's the same principle because most of those Canadian artists, I've never seen their feet. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I've only seen them from like shoulder up. Yeah. I've been in the room with Chris, but most of the others. I'm at their feet in snow. <laughs> exactly. Yes. But that's how you start making connections and people start hearing your name is largely through your co-writes because now I know more people faster 
because they're maybe they're playing the song out. Yep. Oh, I wrote that with so and so. Oh, that's a good. Oh, you wrote that with you know. And so you kind of go viral in a way, and so you're meeting more people. You're showing up because accountability. You're getting more work done because increased productivity. You're getting better songs because you have complementary skill sets and fresh perspectives on your stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, why am I not doing this? Yeah. Why are you not songwriting? Uh, whether you're a seasoned songwriter or just starting out, it's worth considering the benefits of co-writing. I mean, it is going to help you on your climb. Like I said, I would not be where I am today if it weren't for co-writes Yeah. and my co-writers. God bless them. Yeah. I mean, just learning just how different people function in a room. Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff that you're like, that you're going to take with you. Oh yeah, for sure. Now you've got one more tool in your toolbox that to be a better craftsman, mm-hmm. right? And you have to learn it. Like you, you have to see it, you see it work and you're like, wow, that was smooth. That's what I'm going to do next time. That's how I'm going to like, it's like, it's, it's the same thing with like producing. I'll give you like a quick little example of what I mean by like little tools in the toolbox. Right. So, we were recording Josh's vocals last week uh-huh. and there's this one line that he was singing. It was on the, the beginning of the line was on pitch and everything, but it just took him like a beat and a half on this line to really like tonally and attitude wise, like get into the line. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we did it over and over and over again. It was the same thing. And so uh, it was Kelly that was engineering just the vocals for that. Uh-huh. And he was like, well, let's have him do this. Let's have him sing the same line twice. Mm. Like, see, so we need a little bit of runway, right? Yeah. And so Josh is in the vocal booth. Kelly says, "Hey, let's do this," and and because we both we all know what's not happening, right? Like he right. can just beat that that just that beginning, those beginning few notes. He just wasn't the attitude wasn't there and the tone wasn't there. And so Kelly goes, and says, well, let's just have him sing it two times in a row, and that second time he'll be in. He's already the in. Attitude the tone it'll be killer i'm like wow what a great trick Mm -hmm. and then kelly goes and presses record and josh nails it on the first one we're like well there you go (laughs) you know but i mean what a great what a great little trick Mm -hmm. a tool you know it's not a trick i mean it's a let's call it a tool right because it's not it's a tool yeah deceiving anybody it's just you know josh knew what we were doing what we were up to and yeah i mean it's stuff like that where you just find um well sometimes the next line is cool to start with the same word as the last line Mm. or different little tricks and little things. And you pick that up, you put that in your pocket and now you're a better songwriter for it. Oh, yes. I remember one of the first times I was in the studio when somebody was either cutting a record or cutting a demo, probably demo vocals, but with Norman DeVazier. He was the guy that gave me my first single song contract, one of my first publisher meetings in Nashville. So I got to go in the studio and listen to some, cutting some vocals. And I noticed that on the lyric sheet, like every line of the song had a different number beside it. It was just numbered one through 30 or whatever, just for the lyric sheet. So he could go, hey, line 13, let's grab that. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's smart. Because you have to go, you know, that the third verse, second second line, third verse, What you know, no, it's line 13. Uh, okay, because he can look on his page and be like, line 13, got it. I know what line you're talking about. I was like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Better communication okay. tool right there, right? Exactly. Like everybody go right to it. There's no confusion. Yeah. I mean, that's that's stuff. Just little things. It's little things mm-hmm. that make the craftsmanship beautiful. Just hone it. Yeah. And also when you're talking and you're getting intel on so-and-so's looking for songs. Oh, what? Yeah. So-and-so just got signed there. Oh, here's a new cool artist you need to check out. I just write when so-and-so. What's that going on there? Who'd you say what? All that stuff too. Yeah. Because that was in a different room than you were yesterday. Yes. And they got different information. Exactly. And that flows both ways, mm-hmm. as it should. But 
yeah, that's another part of that opportunity networking. Just yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't even know they were looking for a song. Okay, file that back. Yeah, and I'll be emailing them later yeah. or somebody or trying to get a song to them. And reaching out to somebody who knows somebody who knows that that artist. <laughs> uh, yes, and how do I know that somebody who might know somebody who might know somebody? Probably because of a co-write. Because of a co-write. That's right. Because that's, that's that's a great way to build relationship quickly. You get in the room with this person and you spend a couple hours in the room and you're going to find out pretty quick if you vibe or not. Yep. And you can get into some real stuff as a songwriter. You can get into some, like, you can learn a lot about them and vice versa in a few hours where it's like, how many times would I just have to go out and meet somebody and say hi and kind of fast forwards that stuff. And, and which is one of the reasons why I'm so thankful that we've started adding guests to the song title challenge because I get to hang with some of these people I've never written with or yeah. uh, haven't done more than kind of how did in the hallway of a publishing company, Yeah, but they're a friend of a friend or whatever. We look them up or, and then we get to go play in the sandbox for 30 minutes and have a little chat beforehand and afterwards. And, and it may lead to some co-writes or at least, you know, like I like this person or I'm for those of you that can't see the video, I think Johnny's wrestling his dog. Yeah. <laughs> it was my size. <laughs> like, I'm glad I know what yeah. you're doing. Or he's like, he's trying to change his pants without standing up. I'm not sure. He has a rope bone. Okay. So <laughs> anyway. I take a note for an answer and he weighs almost as much as I do. So right. <laughs> but that's part of that too. It's like so in a way, the the song title challenge is a way to like fast forward some of that relationship building and go, don't we want to get in the room together? I think it's did we just did we just become best friends? Yeah. I think we just became best friends at a low stakes way. So anyway. And, on the, and then, you know, kind of in the way that you, you talked about Erin Anderlin, I mean, I think when you wrote that with Erin Anderlin, she didn't have a pub deal, right? She was going no, to MTU. She did not. So for a writer, like, let's take like Bill O'Hanlon, for instance, right? Yeah. Who doesn't have a pub deal, but who's just put in the time, man, mm. and put in the work and just just become this like really, really good competitive songwriter, right? Yeah. And he's gotten himself into a lot of new rooms through co-writing, but he's got, I'm sure, a bunch of songs that are out there being shopped by a co-writer who does have a pub deal. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. That's inroads into the business as well with that. Mm-hmm. It's just so, so huge because once you're in the door and then you've got what it takes, right? And you can deliver, mm-hmm. you're a welcome soul. Oh yeah. In the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all of a sudden all these opportunities open up for you, but you still got to get in the door. I mean, I just, there's so much to be said for that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you're good, it's a virtuous cycle. Yeah. And it's really hard to get those first couple right sometimes, but as you're good and you get better and the people you work with get more and more professional and you're a good hang and then it just, it starts spinning and you get hopefully eventually more opportunities than you you know, you have to start pruning your opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great, which is where you want to be. It kind of sucks sometimes, but it's a, it's a good thing to have, but yeah, that's pretty much what I had today. That's good. But before we let you go, I have a gift for you. It's a PDF download. It's called six simple ways to make your songs more commercial. So when you show up in those rooms, they'd be like, Oh, you're thinking like a pro. Yes, I am. And you can get this for free. It's my gift to you at six, the number six, simple ways dot songwriting pro.com. So six simple ways dot songwriting pro.com. Just tell me where to send it. We send it right out to you in your email inbox and you can download it. You can print it, whatever you want to do. And it's going to just, it's just stuff that I've 
experience that has given me success, that co-writers, that sort of stuff, it lets you gain from, get some benefit from our experience. But I would love that if you downloaded it. It's my gift to you. So thanks for hanging out. Awesome. There you go, guys. That takes us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Make sure that you follow the podcast, join the climb community, and tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.